0: You're listening to the Tennis.com Podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second Across the Podcast, a look back at day two of Wimbledon 2015. This is Ed McGrogan once again, here to uh, sort of break it all down, what happened on Tuesday at the Ellingham Club, uh, go through the results, see where things stand um, in particular on the two halves of uh, the draws that completed their matches today. That's what we're here to talk about. That's uh, you know what we need to sum up after, a, obviously, an extremely busy day that concluded the first round of play. Just about concluded, I should say. Um, just a couple matches not finishing due to light, uh, one of them being Madison Keys and Stephanie Vogel. That's at 2-2 in the third. Uh, Vogel uh, and Keys both actually pleading to the umpire to stop the match, and uh, eventually did. Keys in that one uh, loses a first set uh, in a tiebreaker, uh, puts a volley into the net at the end of it, uh, but comes back from also a breakdown in the second set, takes the last five games, forces a third. You do get the you get the feeling that. That turnaround, I think, would carry her to that uh, to that win. If the match were to continue, to you know, on Tuesday, it, it will be interesting to see. Of course, you know what happens with that night off that you have to really just sleep on the result, think about what happened, both good and bad. Um, and it, it'll, uh, you know, we'll see what Keys comes back with. Because, um, you know, the one player that you you want to draw comparisons with Keys is to Jack Sock. I'm, you know, switching draws here, but these are clearly the two youngest American players that, you know, many people listening and watching on TV, um, of course in the U.S., you know, are curious to see about. And uh, we were pretty close to both of them uh, going down on day one before that keys, um, you know, switch in momentum there. Now, Sock goes down uh, on day one He drops his match, um, Sam Groth. Sok was seeded 31, um, got in the seedings for, I believe, the first time at a slam, um, but gets a very hard draw against Groth, and the reason for that is Groth is, you know, a massive server, um, you know, certainly more potent on grass than, than any other surface. Um, we did see, you know, Groth has more than that for his game. We saw that actually at the last U.S. Open, he got put um, on center court, or excuse me, at S Stadium against Federer. You know, held held himself pretty well, all things considered. You know, the guy certainly uh, wasn't cowed by the spotlight there, and, you know, I think was a tough draw for Sock, but... That's really not to make excuses because this, you know, you have to say is a pretty disappointing result for Sock. Um, especially coming off of that real nice showing at Roland Garros. Um, you know, whether it's clay, whether it's grass, you know, you you expect certainly Sock to get through that opponent uh, with his skill, with really the kind of momentum that he's been building up for really this whole year, uh, and, and we saw sprinkles of that last year, uh, but this has really turned into, you know, the focus is now squarely on him from a U.S. perspective, you know, despite the fact that, um, you know, John Isner is remains a top-ranked player, and we shouldn't, you know, discount that, but, uh, but with Sock, I think you have to kind of be a little... You know, head scratching with, with a result like this. There was there was some injury to be considered in that match. He was taking treatment, um, but you know, definitely a disappointing uh, and obviously very quick Wimbledon for Sock. Um, could have faced Federer in the third round. You know, this was a question that actually got uh, lopped off of yesterday's podcast because we had some technical problems here. Um, you know the question was about you know basically what do you what kind of shot would you give sock in that matchup and um, you know I, I I promised you I said it amongst the the, the scrabble and the uh, static I, I said to watch out for Groth and that's exactly what sock ran into um, I gave sock about zero chance of of playing of beating Feder I should say um, you know Feder for his part today. You know he takes care of business against Demir um, Duzmer, um, who he just recently played. I I don't believe it was in the French, but he definitely recently played him this year. And you know I think you can see that in the 6-1, 6-3, 6-3 score. Um, you know for Roger, it's always interesting to see to hear Federer talk about you know all the opponents that he's played so many times before, and they're obviously just you know a slew of them. You know, with him being around for so many years, but you know, Federer nowadays recently has been playing a lot of players that he's never played before ever, and that and those are interesting matches um, to watch from both. You know, the player who has nothing to lose against Feder, but also strictly from Federer's perspective. Um, you know, you want to see. You want to see. I guess another another. Problem for Roger to solve, and for the most part, he's you know he's done just that. You know he actually did play sock pretty recently, I believe in Miami it was. Um, and you, you you know you get you continually see, you know, the really just the staying power of Federer against you know players that are mostly a decade or more younger than him. Um, you know, like I said, takes care of business today, and really just doesn't. Doesn't show any visible signs of slowdown as he approaches 34. He's gonna be 34 at the U.S. Open. Um, you really get the sense that, like the Williams sisters, they are they do have the Rio 26 Olympics in mind. And for Roger, you know that's a thing where it's unfinished business. He's not won that gold medal. And um, and Rio is is going to be on hard courts in the Olympics, uh, like its uh, its ATP 500 500 event that was there this year. And for Roger, I think that I think you can pinpoint almost directly to that as the, one of the reasons he really is still playing and still gearing up for tennis as he has been for his whole career. Um, if people have asked me before about where I think Roger Federer's career ends, uh, I think I could definitely see a scenario where 2016 is the end. I think he has the Olympics to play for. I think he has one more. I think he has another round of tours through the Slams. I and I think. I think he does that because he clearly is still one of the five best players in the world for sure. He's the number two ranked player right now. Um, I, I think you do get that sort of Roger farewell tour. I don't. It's not this. It's not as if I think Federer gravitates toward that. But I think I think he'll do it essentially. I think he will do it and announce it for his fans. I think that is just the kind of player that he that he is. Um, if you haven't read the Federer fans piece that Steve Tigner wrote for us, uh, that's a great read, and I think it explains you know, kind of the position I, I'm saying about Roger. And uh, and I think uh, 2016 in Basel, I could see that being a very timely place and uh, fitting place for Roger to uh, to call it a call it a career. I don't know how I got into that a little bit, um, but just as I was thinking about where Roger stands. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but at 33, Roger's still looking exceptionally good there. But I guess I just put it on the record there. Maybe that's my prediction for uh, the future of Federer. Um, as we let's let's dive in. I guess moving upward now from the number 128 slot in the men's draw. Let's let's go through what happened today um, in the men's game. Before I do. I want to say about questions. Tweet them to at Ed McGrogan E D M C G R O G A N, and we'll take them on these daily podcasts, the Across the Podcast. Like I said, I am uh, I am not in New I'm not in England. I'm in New England, in Danbury, Connecticut, to be precise. Uh, looking out at uh, a pretty nice night here, and um, like I said, we uh, got a good day over at Wimbledon as well. Um, Let's kind of go through the uh, the scores here. So Federer advances. He'll play Sam Query. Uh, Query beats Igor Seisling 7-5, 6-3, 6-4. Query and Federer. This will be a Thursday match. I give Query even less of a chance against Federer than I would of Sock. Um, it would be the career win for Query and I don't see it happening almost under any circumstance. Um, Above that, you know, Sam Groth, like I said, advances. He will play James Duckworth, someone he knows well, fellow Australian. Duckworth gets through in five sets over Malek Jaziri. I think both, you know, grass courts are not unfamiliar to the Australians in general. You know, you, we sometimes see Australia even play Davis Cup ties on grass. They're one of the few nations that does that. Um, and I think uh, you know, we're seeing a little bit of a nice run here at Wimbledon for, you know some of the not-so-obvious players besides Kyrgios, uh, Tomic, Kalkanakis, You're seeing you know, some of the lower-level uh, Aussies progressing well into the second round here. Um, above that, Batista Agut, number 20, goes through. He'll play Benoit Pair. Pair over Usny. Uh, in straight sets, actually, nice result for pair. I think another good fast court player. Um, above that, we have a qualifier, um, Nikolos Baschilasvili over Facundo bagnus and uh, and we have above that. But. Uh, Vili to play Feliciano Lopez, uh, the 15th seed. Obviously, this is a very strong grass court section in general overall with Lopez here uh, as well. Both those two win in straights. Uh, keep on moving up here. Jill Simone to play uh, Blaz Kovchich, Klo- Klo- you some of you may remember, was the player who... Um after Federer's win over Faya at the twenty ten Wimbledon, I believe immediately tested him in the second round. I think he took him five or it was at, at least a very tough four sets. Kovchich, a um you know, big hitter, plays Simone. Not a big hitter, but a great hitter. Um Simone number twelve seed. Um, French section here, Manorino and Monfils to play after that. Um you know, Monfils obviously could find his way to Federer. Potentially, I wouldn't even look even close to head that far. I'm, I'm, I'm I apologize for even mentioning it to begin with. Um, moving on up the last part of this half, Andahar plays Rasol. Um, Andahar over Garcia Lopez in a minor upset. Twenty nine seed Rasal over Gulbis in what was not an upset. I had thought it was, but I have this uh, still imprinted in my mind that Gulbis is a seeded player. Uh, he's ranked about 40 spots lower than Rasol now as you see how things have turned pretty pretty drastically for um, for Ernie there. Mahoud and Burdich to play in the next round. So the last tennis we saw today, if you're watching on ESPN, was Burdich beating Jeremy Shardy in four sets, um, four-set tiebreaker. Ended close to 9.30 local time. And uh, Burdich, uh, that match we weren't sure if that was going to continue. It actually ended up continuing about 10 or 15 minutes longer than any other match. Some others were suspended. This one kept going on. Uh, Burdich gets placed against another big serving Frenchman in Mahout the next round. Um, Mahout wins in four sets, three of which were tie- he won. He won two of those three tiebreakers. Um, another tough test for Burdick there, not a gimme by any means actually, um, and then we go up to the top half of this uh, top half of this half, uh, aka the third quarter. Uh, this is where Murray and Nadal reside. Um, Murray, the number three, he gets by Kukushkin today. Um, that was threatening to be a tough match with Murray forced to hold to send the second set to a tiebreaker, and the other two sets were 6-4. So, you know, I guess you want to call it the good early test. You know, this was it. Uh, Murray gets by him in straights, nonetheless. Gets Robin Haas next. Haas has made some mark at Wimbledon before. Haas beats Faya, who I just mentioned, uh, in four sets. Uh, Above that, you have Borna Chorich to play Andreas Seppi. Seppi, the number 25 seed. Chorich continues to really have a nice year. I I think he's still 18. um, 18 at the most. I don't think he's 19 yet. But Chorich is definitely really showing that I think you're going to see some staying power. When you win win 9-7 in the fifth at Wimbledon against you know, a very game-player veteran in Sergei Stokowski. Good grass player with a serve vollier, volleyer, and not to mention he beat Roger Federer here uh, two years ago. Uh, when, when you can hold off that in a fifth set 9-7 at that age, um, you're seeing a player who probably won't be unseated for that much longer. So Chorch gets Seppi. We'll see where that stands. Winner in all likelihood to get Murray. Um, above that, Karlovic to play Dolgopolov, um, kind of a kind of a throw the water on a Del, on the fiery Dolgopolov match because you, you usually would see what Dolgopolov could do on grass this crazy game but Karlovic is going to give him none of that uh, with the serve obviously and with the slice backhands uh, it, it's going to be I expect Karlovic to win that one Karlovic goes through against um, Elias Muir. Y-M-E-R is the spelling. Young Swedish player. Um, Gets by him in four sets. Some talk about Elias as well um, and his his young talent to watch uh, that we're seeing at this Wimbledon. Karlovic, Dalgopolov winner, gets Sango and Ramos, Vinolas winner. Ramos, Vinolas wins in five over Istomin. Uh, Sanga over Muller in 5. I did not think Sanga was going to get through this. That was my bust pick of the uh, men's draw. It did take him 5 sets. Um, 7-6, 6-7, 6-4, 3-6, 6-2. Good for Sanga getting through that one. And uh, we'll see where the 13 seed goes. Like I said, Karlovich could be waiting for him in round 3. If he makes a second week, super impressive for Sanga. And I'm going to give Sangha the applause of the day, in fact. Because he uh, takes down my bust pick, I think I owe it to him. Applause of the day goes to Joe Wilfried Sangha. Uh, above that, Rafa defeats Thomas Bellucci in three sets. Very impressive play from Rafa. Bellucci is one of those sort of tease players who you always think is going to really light it up. Such a, such a pretty game, I think, and a powerful one, too. Uh, Just does not uh, have enough to really even challenge Rafa on this day. Um, Above that, you know, Rafa gets Dustin Brown next. Very fun match. Qualifier Brown over uh, Lou. Lou, a nice grass core player as well. It'd be Roddick here years ago. Wins in four. Above that, Beden to play Troitsky. Troitsky. Already up to number 22 seeding, really climbing back up from uh, his position after the suspension a couple of, a year or two back. Um, so Troitsky Beden and then Brown Nadal, and then moving up for the final foursome, we'll have James Ward to play Yuri Vesely. and uh, that's you know Ward was supposed to play Ferrer, Ferrer the 7th seed pulled out uh, really last minute. Pospisil and Fanini will meet in the second round as well. Pospisil with a nice win, five setter over Milo. Pospisil has been kind of dogged with injuries most of the uh, for recent months. Fanini, you know what he brings, uh, beats Smicek in straight sets, 30 seed. Um, That's the men's rundown. Uh, Let's uh, overall, um, I think the rich kind of get richer today on the men's side. Not not much in the way of upsets at all I mean socks the biggest upset to me and uh, he's a 31 seed pretty standard fair um, men's side on the early going of the slams um, not so much for the women's side uh, sorry for saying not so much I really hate that phrase too um, but the uh, you know but the the women's side clearly some bigger upsets um, and uh, we had I'm just going to interrupt here. Uh, I have to uh, write something to my, my good pal Steve Tigner over in Wimble or uh, over Stateside as well. Don't want to leave him hanging. And uh, back to the podcast here. Steve will, Steve may join us for a later podcast this week. We might catch up around Middle Sunday. I think that would be a good time to bring, uh, bring the crew back together for the reunion. And... Um, like I said, women's side, Halep goes down, Bouchard goes down. You know, when you say it, it doesn't even seem like a big upset, truthfully. A big pair of upsets. We've seen Halep go down early to slam. She just did it in Roland Garros. Bouchard has gone down early everywhere. She's now 2-12 in her last 14 matches. This is, you know, a Vince Spadia-like run here for uh, for Bouchard. Just, had, just zero confidence. Um... She basically told you that in the press conference after wor- Afterward, um, sort of, you know, ready to get out of this nightmare. Uh, just, you know, I think just really looking to kind of move move past th- these really high pressure events of this of the year. Uh, she did say she played Wimbledon through an AB injury, uh, and so much so that she didn't even shouldn't have even played, but she decided to. I think, you know, as a, as a defending finalist, I think that obviously has a big part in it. Yeah, you can't. I don't. You know, personally, you can you can blame Bouchard for a lot this year with her play, but I think I think giving I think giving it the the college try at Wimbledon despite an injury is not the worst thing. Um, you know, what kind of what more damage could it has can one loss like this really do? And I think I complain so much about how often players. Tend to, uh, you know, throw in the towel at some lower events to prepare with the slams, you know, just on the horizon as these huge pillars of the game. I give Bouchard credit for, for giving it a try here, woman. I really do. And for her sake, boy, you got to hope that uh, the Rogers Cup begins her turnaround because we'll see where she plays next. Um, you can, you can certainly bank on a break coming up for her. But, uh, boy, the, you know, we remember what happened with the Rogers Cup last year for Bouchard going down 6-0 in the third to qualify Shelby Rogers. Um, that's tough on Tennis Canada with the Bouchard struggles uh, for both of them. Um, you know, the, the one thing you can say about today being, you know, how much lower can I go? The issue with Bouchard, uh, she goes down to a player ranked outside the top 100. Another player, another qualifier ranked outside the top 100. Yingying Duan defeats her. Um, Hallep also goes out to a player outside the top 100. Yana Um So two just you know dreadful losses. There's no other way to put it. You know, particularly Hallep at number three. Um, you know that ranking is going to be is going to take a bit of a beating from this. Um, went, got pretty far last year at Wimbledon. And, uh, just a very, you know, between between the French and Wimbledon, you could not have scripted a worse run of slams for, uh, you know, for Hallep here. Uh, we'll see, uh, you know, she actually played her best this year on U.S. hard courts. And we'll see, that's where we'll probably see, that's where we'll be seeing her next. So, um, you know, certainly the help. We'll see where help goes from here. I, I I think the questions about about where help resides in in the firmament of the you know, the elite players, the Sharapovas, um, you know, the Kavitovas, You know, we're still trying to figure that answer out. She's still a young player. Um, you know, like Bouchard has, has has had some coaching changes recently, uh, but certainly not the kind of consistency this year as we're seeing last year but uh but you know the expectations were higher and uh as of this as of this point for the slams at least has not answered them they've been three pretty poor slams for simona halep and um and we'll go from there with her okay let's get into the women's results here on part two of uh this across the podcast as uh, you see it's on soundcloud now it'll be up on itunes in a little bit uh, access it through any number of audio mediums um, and Simona Help, you know what is her omission leave the women's draw who does it open up things for a little more what's you know she was occupied in the top half of the draw and uh, you know the other seeds up there Wozniacki number five she wins her match today 7-5-6-0 she was actually early on looking to be down a set turn that around very quickly and as you see, you know, really turn it around. Gets a 6-0 second set over Seixie Zhang, not Zhang Zhe. Um, but uh, wins that on center court. In fact, it was moved there because the Kvitova and Federer and Murray matches were all so quick there. They uh, put that one on fourth on center. Wozniacki, another quick one after a, um, a testing first set there for sure. Um, Wozniak will play Denisa Alortova, who beat Katerina Sinakova, two Czech players, neither of whom um, I could tell you much of anything about, but Alortova, three-set winner, 6-2-4-6-6-3. Um, below that, Laura Arab. <sighs> sorry about this, a lot, of, a lot of big names today, Laura Arabanara, um, that was horrific even from my standards and I'm the one who always kills people who can't pronounce names. Um should be okay with, with my hockey background, but that is a that is a mouthful that one. She will play Camilla Georgie, the thirty first seed in the second round. Um Below that, we have Garbine Muguruza, the number 20 seed, six four six one 4 over Lepchenko. Um, that's one of the stronger results. You know, Muguruza, who you remember last year beating Serena at the French Open. Um, you know, a good player, a great player, potentially on all surfaces with how heavy her game is. Her really snap forehands, uh, big serve. Um to get by Lepchenko, you know, much more veteran, seasoned player, six four six one, 6'1. Um, nice result there from Muguruza. She will play uh, Mariana Lucic Baroni, who beat Shvedova, who uh, had a golden set here at Wimbledon um, a few years back. 2010 or 2013 was one of the two years I was there. I just can't remember it right off the top of my head. Lucic Baroni with an impressive win herself, 7 5 6 7 7 5. You know, tale of two wins there for Muguruza and Lucic Baroni. They'll meet in round two. Uh, opposite them will be Pavia versus Kerber. Um, Kerber you know, fin- deals the third straight, not third straight, the third double bagel that we've seen in the first round of Wimbledon. Um, 6-0, 6-0, of course, over Karina Vitoft, uh, countryman right there. Pavia beats Mona Bartel in a nice win, 6-7, 7-6, 6-2. Um, Kerber, you you do have to really like where Kerber stands amongst all of this. Um, you have held going out. Wozniacki, you know, never has been a threat on grass, and... You know is, is the top is the highest remaining seed in this section, but Kerber certainly is a very strong player on grass. Has played well at Wimbledon before, has won tune up events. She beat Lazicki, uh, but just before this event, a great grass player. Um, you know, gets low, gets low to the ground, hits a lot of flat shots, forehand and backhand. Um, I think you kind of have to give Kerber the favorite status right now, certainly with Halp going out too um, to get out of this quarter of the draw. Um, and 6060 start, you know there's no reason uh, to think otherwise based on how she's been playing you know thus far. Um, moving down the draw to Maya Bechinski, number 15, 6-2, 7-5 winner over garages. Uh, she'll play Sylvia Solera Espinoza, a three-set winner today. Uh, below them, here's here's Lizicki, number eighteen, and um, you know, the Lazicki Kerber, uh, quarterfinal. Certainly in play, I think. Lizicki to play, Christina McHale. Both win in straight sets. Mikhail six three six two. 6-4. Um you know Lezicki, um, when we did our Wimbledon picks, uh, she was the uh, dark horse amongst, I believe, a unanimous dark horse pick. At least two of us, between Steve, myself, and Nina Pantic our Tennis Tuesday editor, um, you know, like Lizicky's chances. Former finalist, underseeded a little bit, probably at eighteen for grass. Um, and that Lizicky Kerber match would be very nice to watch. I have to have to say. Um, Moving on down, Kuznetsova, number twenty-six, wouldn't sleep on her actually. Um, again, kind of a soft, kind of a soft section overall. Has the experience, has the game. You know, um, wins six-three-six-four today over qualifier Laura Siegeman of, of Germany. Um, she will play Christina Pliskova, not Karolina Pliskova, the next round who was a three set winner today over Smitkova. Below them is where Halep would have been. Um, and Halep uh, loses to Yana Sepalova 5 seven, six, 4 six, three. Uh, Monica Nicolescu w- awaits 5 seven, six, 3 six, 1 winner over Monica Puig. Um, overall uh, like I said I think I think you're I think you're heading toward an eventual with Zicky Kerber. Quarterfinal there, and I don't think I don't think it's really even that close with the rest of the competition. Those draws, Muguruza will be interested to see where, you know, where she uh, takes things from here. You know, this is certainly, as I say, for Kerber a a, a, an open more open section. Uh, But Muguruza will I think will have a, a tough match with Lucic Baroni next, and likely plays Kerber next, of course. Kerber against Pavelichenkova, you know, that's a tough one too, actually. Um, maybe a little more depth in this section, I was giving it credit for here. The opposite, the fourth quarter of this bottom half, Makarova, number eight, leads on top. Uh, she'll play uh, Magdalena Rybarakova next. Um, Makarova won 6'2", 6'4", over Sasha Vickery. Rybarakova over Karen Knapp wins by. Retirement, seven six three zero. 6 Opposite that, Goversova and Cornet advance. Cornet, number 25, who beat Serena here last year. Wins 6-2, 6-2 over Ana um, Kanju, a uh, very good young player. Um, Cornet certainly would not uh, discount your thoughts if you think she could go pretty far. Um, has the experience, has the game. Not going to be really, you know, cowed by Makarova either. Could be a nice match, 25 versus 8 in the third round. Um, The next match is the undecided match. Two first-rounders that haven't been completed. Keys and Vogel in the third set. Wickmeyer and Elizaveta Kulichkova. Uh, That one is... Check for you right now. That one, I am just trying to find the results if I don't in a minute, or in like two seconds, I'm going to pass it along to the next match. Sorry for that uh, interruption there. That is also in the third set. Wickmeyer and Kulichkova split the first set 6-3 to Wickmeyer 7-6 to Kulichkova 1-1 in the third. Um, Underneath that and the draw, this is where Dwan defeated Bouchard, the 12-seed. Pretty open draw here thus far. You know, Keys, if she wins, with a nice little run, potentially, the fourth round. Um, Tatiana, Tatiana Maria to play Duan in the second round. A winner today over Jovanovski, who we haven't heard a lot from in a little while. Um, certainly a player we were expecting a little more out of, but still very young. The bottom half of this, I think, pretty heavy quarter, Agnieszka Radwanska. Uh, Fouls up her win with an uh, will win with one of her own. 6 3 6 2 over Hadeka. Um, nice win there for Radwanska. Haven't, haven't been a lot of easy wins for her lately. She'll play um, Alia Tamjanovic in the next round. 6 3 6 4 winner. Um, the winner of that to play the winner of Casey DeLacqua. And Alina Svitolina, 17 seed, uh, will play qualifier DeLacqua. DeLacqua had a very nice run at a slam recently and um, might have been the open, actually, last year. Uh, Again, this eludes me a little bit. 6-2, 6-2 for DeLacqua, 3-6, 6-3, 6-2 for Svitolina over Misaki Doi. Below that, uh, the last foursome. Yankovic wins 10-8 in the third over Elena Vesnina. Uh, match of the day on the women's side for sure. Um, very strong uh, to get through that one. That's a tough tough draw for both players. I feel like two veterans um, who've uh, played a lot of Wimbledon's past. Yankovic just hanging on it at the 28th seed to the um, seeded mark. She'll play Rodina, who defeated Laura Robson 6-4, 6-4. Robson, British player, uh, coming back from injury, wasn't expecting a whole lot from her at all in, in this Wimbledon. Um, and finally, Kim- Kimuri Nara, a 3-6, 6-3, 4-3 retirement winner. Um, I don't think she'll be winning her next match. She plays Kvitova, the defending champion, two ten Wimbledon champion, a 6-1, 6-0 winner over Kiki Bertens, won in 35 minutes. Kvitova's 6-1, 6-0 win was actually quicker than all three of the other double bagels that happened um, at Wimbledon. Amazing uh, opener for the defending champ. Uh, Kvitova certainly looking already back in her element. And um, her section to lose, of course. Her tournament to lose, potentially, would you even say? Probably wouldn't go that far with Serena how well she's playing. Certainly her half of the draw to lose. But there's a lot in the way here and um, and I think watching Kavitava getting tested as this tournament progresses will be one of the treats to see. You know we know how amazing she can play on grass. but there's a lot of good talent in this half of the draw here. I said at the start with Ziki at Kerber. Um, Rodwanska, Rodwanska could get Kavitava in the fourth round. And maybe that's a good barometer of really how well Kaveteva is playing, and of course of Radwanska for herself too. Um, would love to see that one uh, come to pass. Uh, like I said, questions. Send your questions. Don't send them. Tweet them to @edmcrogan. E D M C G R O G A N, and I'll take them uh, on tomorrow's uh, across the podcast, where we will go over second round play. Uh, as it gets underway at the all England Club. Uh, so once again, thank you for listening to uh, today's Across the Podcast here on Tennis.com. You can listen to this all of them on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Thank you for listening. This is Ed McCrogan. Toodaloo. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.